Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back to the final podcast of 2020. The next time we talk, it's going to be 2021. So, this is not a unique time of year, but I guess it kind of is. Because at the end of each year, we always think about certain things. You know, we look back kind of over the year. And of course, wow, what a year we've had, huh? Uh, the year of COVID, it will forever be. Uh, now, the future will be PC and AC, probably. Pre-COVID and after COVID, or maybe post-COVID, I don't know. But, let's say, for certain sure, that the world will be changed. Now, how? That's something God knows, and it'll unfold itself. The question is, now that we're at the end of the year, an unprecedented year, and you think about the things that have happened this year, when you're running them around the block, you're thinking about choices made and not made. How are you going to feel? What is it? So, instead of giving yourself a resolution, because believe me, I've done this. You, you do a resolution and, and then it never quite materializes like it's supposed to. Instead of doing a resolution, set some goals instead. So here's the difference, I think. Resolution is something you set up and it seems to be like a hard target. And then when you shoot at it and you miss it, you go into kind of a guilt, depression kind of thing. Oh gosh, here we go. I freaking, you know, did it, did it again. I did this last year, now I'm doing it this year. And then you go into this kind of guilt, depression kind of thing, which I don't think is constructive. Instead, have a goal, just a goal. Sit down and write out maybe four goals for yourself. Now, this is an interesting thing. I've done some reading on in in psychology circles on short-term memory. All right. Used to be used to be they said that in your short-term memory you can hold seven things plus or minus two. Okay. Seven, seven things, plus or minus two. And short-term memory is like hours, things like that. 
Now, the thought process is more or less four. Maybe plus or minus one. Which I think is probably a better number. So, that in itself, I think, is a good reason to focus on the four things that I've mentioned before. And that's uh, prayer, Bible study, and witnessing. That's only three, right? Or prayer, Bible study, and outreach is, is how I usually say that. But then focus on a foundation. And this has to do with image. With image. Oddly enough, uh, and I've mentioned maybe before, there's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics that's uh, in a lot of reading circles. It's an older book. And it sounds very sciency, and it was written by a uh, plastic surgeon, uh, MD, who did plastic surgery, but years and years and years and years and years ago. But interesting ideas that he had because uh, he noticed that people have this self-image, and so he, uh, and in fact, the self-image a lot of times is is really even though that they're beautiful people they have a destructive self-image self-image is so important let that be one of the four things let's add that can we because if we think of ourselves as who God says we are if we think about ourselves as the way God thinks of us in a positive way. That's really the starting point. You can't get to prayer and Bible study and outreach if you have sabotaged yourself. Now, I do want to say that the writer of Psycho-Cybernetics uh, has a very strong biblical witness in the writing. So I do like that aspect of the book. So here's what I want to say. I agree. Our self-image, a lot of times, what we draw our self-image from is so important. Sometimes we, we draw our self-image from our work. Sometimes it's from uh, maybe a sport. Sometimes it's who we are married to, I mean, or dating. But it really needs to be who God says we are. Now, the problem with that concept, okay, at least from an evangelical Protestant standpoint, is this. Traditionally, and I'm going to get a little theological on you, okay, so, so just bear with me for a second. Initially, 
evangelical Protestants are highly what we call dispensational. Dispensational is very much, in my opinion, a God-in-a-box theology. Okay, God did this and this here, and this and this here, and this and this here, and they're extrapolating everything. And it was thought up by a human, not by an apostle. A Christian, yes, but not an infallible Christian. Okay, so I say this saying that dispensationalism wasn't handed to us by Jesus or Paul. But here's the thing. That feeds off of what, I, what we could call Calvinism. Now, fortunately, now, and, and by the way, Calvinism is not a bad thing doesn't have to be, but unfortunately, the way that we have handed it down is, oh well, humans are the scum of the earth, and ought to be licking everybody's feet, and we're, we're lowly, you know, sorry pieces of garbage, and so the self-image is pretty, pretty horrendous, alright? Now, sin is sin, and it's huge, and it's bad, and it destroys Yes. But here's the thing. For God so loved the world. And that image bypasses that whole thought process. From this perspective, believe in the God who believes in you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob believes in us. If he did not, he would not have come. If he didn't believe in humans to a certain extent, he would have wiped Noah off the planet with everyone else. But he didn't do that. And he didn't do that. And he did come. So, because of that... Now, what does that mean? You mean God just gives us a pass on sin? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Here's what I'm saying. is that At some point, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob believes in our ability to yield to him if we wish And if we will do that and, and use our free will, which is something that absolutely makes most evangelicals' brains explode, um, if we will use our will, what, what theologians call volition, in a positive way, and accept that God believes in us and is so special that he reached out through eternity to be here and he wants to be with us now God didn't want to be with anybody that didn't want to be with him which is why when he comes back he's cleaning the cleaning house and everyone that hates him is going to go somewhere else somewhere really bad unfortunately but if we will look at this and just remember this one thing believe in the God who believes in you 
Because he does. Why? Why do I know that? Because he came. Because he sent Jesus. He sent his word. He sent Jesus to save us. Now, in the coming year, if you're going to put four things in your short-term memory, and by the way, how do you move stuff from short-term memory to long-term memory? Well, they're not too completely sure on that, but they do know that repetition helps a lot. So here's the thing. Have a positive image about who God says you are. Male, female, doesn't matter because he loves you. And reach out to that God through prayer, Bible study, and out and outreach or giving to other people. I call it outreach, but it really is just, it's giving. Giving from your resources. Giving from your money, from your things, from your time. Of yourself. Of your emotion. Of your passion. Giving of yourself. That's what outreach is. So, as you sum up this year... If you've had anyone who's been touched by this virus, God bless you. Our prayers are with you. And I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on in Him. Because, again, believe in the God who believes in you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.